The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Listen, there's songs around you that dance in the air like a melody. Messages of Hello, everyone. I'm evidential medium Suzanne Giesman. Welcome to the Messages of Hope show, our fourth episode already. My gosh, time is flying. I'm excited about today's program. The subject is drop-ins. That's what I call those in spirit who just show up when we're not expecting them. I know that those who have passed, our loved ones who have crossed the veil, are as near as our thoughts, and often it's our thoughts that draw them to our side. But hey, They have minds of their own, and sometimes they just pay us a visit when we're least expecting it. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. I was giggling under my breath as the music was playing, because in a little bit, I'm going to bring in my dear friend, Irene Vuvalides, who's featured in my book, Still Right Here. And we're going to talk about the way her daughter, Carly, has dropped in on us from time to time. And the reason I was laughing is because I can feel Carly around me. She's quite the character, very lively, and she has a very distinctive personality. I invited her to drop in on us today, and I have a feeling she did not let us down from what I'm feeling right now. But before we get going, just a couple things I wanted to share with all of you. Some of the magic from the spirit world, that's what I want to bring to you, an uplifting hour. We're talking about about a subject that is surrounded with a lot of low vibrations, the death of a loved one. But I want to show you in this show that it doesn't have to be all depressing once you come to know that death is just a transition. Yes, we miss their physical presence, but they go to great lengths to let us know that they're around. Uh, last week, our uh, subject was silver linings, and we talked about finding the the positives in a passing and our guest Tracy Susie showed how she has taken her son's passing and turned it into helping other parents whose children are on the other side something she never expected to be doing reaching out to people and even showing up on a radio show with me but what was really great is that the show was Silver Linings and Eamon dropped in on us, Eamon being Tracy's son, with some excellent evidence. If you haven't listened to episode three, it's in the archives on Unity org. So please listen to that because he blew us away by showing us things going on in Tracy's life uh, to, to let her know he's still right here. Well, the magic continued after the show finished because I... Left the room, I get to broadcast from my home, which is wonderful, and I went out and joined my husband Ty in the front yard. He was out walking our dogs, Rudy and Gretchen, and I looked up, and if you could have seen the incredible gray cloud with this bright silver lining around it, it was stunning. 
I can't tell you the last time I've seen a silver lining cloud like that. And to to come right on the heels of this magical show was just what I call a God wink. And in fact, it was so unusual that my dear friend Lynn Spence was across town and she said, she texted me and said, Hey, did you see that silver lining? And you just couldn't miss it. So thanks to our team and spirit for, for giving us that little thumbs up about last week's show. Uh, also, before I move into the tub- topic of drop ins, I wanted to share a little bit of magic from a recent reading I did uh, just a couple weeks ago. I had a woman on the phone, and several of her loved ones in spirit came through in the session, including her brother. And she's given me permission to share this with you, because in the middle of the reading, her brother showed me that at his funeral, one of the pallbearers stumbled a bit and almost dropped his casket. And she said, I don't know anything about that. And I saw this as one of these golden opportunities to show that mediumship is not simply reading your client's mind. It's an actual real life connection with those on the other side. And in this case, I, when she didn't know what I was talking about, I just tuned in again with my heart to her brother in spirit who was right there with us. And I said, are you sure? And he showed me very clearly one of the Paul bearers almost dropping his casket, which seems like a pretty big deal to me. Well, I said to her, check with somebody who was there and let me know. And just yesterday, she sent me an email and she wrote, "He, uh, I confirmed with my sister-in-law that indeed one of the pallbearers did lose his footing and almost dropped the casket. If you could see me right now, I'm clapping because this is one of those yay moments when it's it, it just proves what I know when I do a session. The spirit is right here. But the bigger message and why I asked her if I could share it with all of you is that Of course your loved ones attend their own funeral. Why wouldn't they? I mean, what is in the casket is the vessel that lovingly housed that spirit for years. But the spirit is now free of that body and still very much part of your lives. And they come through and often give me evidence of things that happened at their funeral. And I like to say, why wouldn't they attend their funeral? That's when we say all these beautiful things about them. (laughs) So I hope that As you hear that, it brings peace to you, it brings hope to you, which of course is the whole purpose of this show. It's the whole purpose of mediumship, to show that life is eternal. That's why, again, I'm grateful to Unity Online Radio for allowing me to share these messages because it totally supports the philosophy of unity that all is simply the projection of the oneness of our source, which is certainly love-based. So today's topic, let me take a breath, ah, is drop-ins. Those spirits who so much want to let us know they're around that they just show up and we can't deny them. Now, wouldn't we all love to sense our spirits every time they're around? I want to tell those of you who are deeply missing your loved ones, if you don't sense them, please don't think it's not for lack of trying on their part or your part. Often, Grief can get in the way. Any physical ailments you're suffering can get in the way. Or just the fact that your physical energy is low or your energetic field is not attuned yet to the higher vibrations of spirit. I've worked very, very hard since I discovered my ability to tune into the spirit world back in 2008. I work every day to raise my personal vibration and to increase the clarity with which I connect with the spirit world. It's a constant awareness that there is a greater reality and the commitment to sitting in the silence and practicing presence daily. So those are two of the keys if you want to make that connection yourself. But because of that um, commitment that I've made and the intention that I set to the spirit world, I I do get these lovely drop-ins. And I wanted to share a few stories of drop-ins that have happened with me before I call in my friend Irene, who is patiently, I hope, hanging out on the line. I know she's waiting for us. Hope Whether or not it's patient, I don't know. But I'm in this work because of the passing of my stepdaughter, Susan. 
She was a Marine when she was struck and killed by lightning. And Susan has dropped in on us from time to time. And I, of course, recognize her presence because I know her so well. I know what she feels like. So when Susan drops in, it's immediately, I know who this is. And I'll say to Ty, my husband, hey, Susan is here. And she's very patient with me because as an evidential medium, I need for her to give me evidence that I can share with somebody else in the family so they don't think I'm just saying something that would make them feel good. One of my favorite drop-ins from Susan involved a visit around Valentine's Day. and She just came to let her husband, let my husband know that she wanted her dad to have a big hug. So I said, okay, Susan, give me something that I don't know. How about about your biological mother now that you've dropped in on us? And she uh, showed me that her mother's cat is sick. I thought, oh, that's a good one because I couldn't know that. And Ty placed a call to Susan's mom. And sure enough, her cat had just come back from the vet and was on medication for an illness. So that's what I mean by evidence and Susan's tolerance of me for even asking her for evidence. I know she's there, but I'm always thinking about people who might be skeptical. So the spirit world gives me that evidence so that in telling the story even right now you can say wow how could she have known the cat was sick well i didn't but susan did so a couple of weeks ago i brought in uh, the parents uh, the father and stepmother of wolf from my book wolf wolf's message that would be wolf michael pasacarnas and wolf was one of my very first drop-ins i had lined up a reading for Mike and Beth, the reading was going to be the next day or the day after, and I was just waking up first thing in the morning. You know how you're a little groggy and not quite fully awake? That's one of the best times for those in spirit to reach us because we haven't completely clicked into our left brain logical analytical side. And Wolf just dropped in on me. But here's how it works when I don't yet know who the spirit is. I hadn't done a reading yet, hadn't encountered Wolf's spirit, but I felt the presence of a spirit. For me, I get lightheaded, and there's just an awareness of someone with a, a personality different from my own in my own energetic field. And the way he let me know who he was, was he flashed before my eyes, in my mind's eye, the image of Mike and Beth, who I had only met briefly. And so immediately I know, this must be their son. And he proceeded to give me, I think it was about 45 pieces of evidence about himself, because I remember writing in the dark on a pad of paper that I always keep by my pillow. And all of that is detailed in my book, Wolf's Message. But that was one of my first drop-ins, as I said, and it was magical, magical. The things he gave me were validated by Dr. Gary Schwartz at the University of Arizona. He's a noted afterlife researcher. And it's funny because the way I got to work with Dr. Gary Schwartz was through another drop-in. I remember very clearly sitting on my living room couch reading a book about mediums. And it was written by Dr. Schwartz, who I had never met, but I had heard about him because I had read his book, The Afterlife. What was the name of the book? The Afterlife. I can't even remember right now. Reading his one of his first books about mediumship. But as I'm reading this book, The Truth About Medium, he mentioned a woman that he used to work with doing his afterlife research, a woman named Susie Smith. All it took was me reading that name, Susie Smith, and whoosh, she dropped in on me. Again, the way I knew it was because I got lightheaded and I felt this personality. She felt to me like a sergeant in the military. And she said, write this down. This is for Gary. And she just started telling me about herself and her I described her personality. She had several messages for Dr. Schwartz, and it was very clear she wanted me to reach out to him, to work with him. Well, it took me a couple days to simply find his email online because it, he didn't have a simple contact me 
form on his website and I tried to explain to him, hey, I'm not just some strange person reaching out to you from the blue. I'm a former Navy commander and uh, very left brain. I recently discovered my abilities to connect with the other side and your uh, colleague and mentor, Susie Smith, just dropped in on me. This is what she has to share with you. And it was really kind of funny because he is a scientist, Dr. Schwartz, and a professor, and he did write back to me. I was stunned. And he said, it was funny, if you're who you say you are, and if Susie really dropped in on you, then I want you to ask her these three questions. And they were off-the-wall questions. I remember one of them. Tell me about the foxes. And as I read them, my human side kicked in and I thought, how do I know? But friends, this is how this works. We have to realize that at the human level, we don't know these things. It's when we shift and merge our awareness with higher consciousness, ask those in spirit to step in again and blend with us. That's when the connection happens. So I went to my study where I do my readings where I connect with spirit and I said, Susie Smith, please come back. Dr. Schwartz has these three questions for you. And whoa, she just dropped right in again. And I asked her about the foxes and whatever the other two questions were. And I typed them up. I emailed them back to Dr. Schwartz. I said, I asked your questions and here's what Susie said. And I waited on pins and needles to hear what he said back. Because it's really challenging to communicate with the spirit and have no feedback from whoever it is they want to communicate with. And the next day, an email came back from Dr. Schwartz, and he says, it's very clear that Susie Smith has chosen you to be the next medium to work with me. Oh, my goodness. It was a real wow moment. And uh, since that time, Dr. Schwartz and I have... Uh, done quite a bit of investigations into the afterlife together. I've had the honor of going to his laboratory of human consciousness in Arizona, and Susie drops in almost every time that I work with Dr. Schwartz. I remember he and his wife Rhonda came here uh, to where I live in the villages, Florida, and we were riding around in a golf cart that we rented for that visit, because this is a big golf cart community, and Susie dropped in in the golf cart showing me this rubber hammer yellow and orange hammer as evidence that it was really her and i remember dr schwartz pulled out his cell phone and videotaped us driving around in the golf court to memorialize that moment because he had that little rubber mallet in his garage and sent me a photo of it later but he said we have to celebrate this moment that susie dropped in in a golf cart so i hope you find that as amusing as i do I want to share you with you one more story of a drop-in before I bring Irene in. And uh, this just happened last week. There is a beautiful soul on the other side named Shana Smith. I think that her parents, Brian and Ty Smith, may be listening right now. I hope they are to honor Shana because I did give them a reading some time back and we connected quite clearly with Shana to let them know that she's still very much a part of their life. And afterwards, Shana dropped in on me. I'm not going to tell the whole story of that first drop in. If, if you go to my website, SuzanneGeesman.com and go to the videos under resources or the videos page, there's a interview there called Buddha at the Gas Pump number two. That second interview, Buddha at the Gas Pump, I talk about Shana's drop-in, and I even show pictures of the the evidence that she brought through in that drop-in. It might even bring tears to your eyes if you watch it, so have the Kleenex ready. But last week or two weeks ago, I was getting ready to do a reading, and um, Ty, Shana's mom, not my husband, Ty, texted me just to uh, wish me luck with uh, or tell me how much she was enjoying these radio shows. And as I read that text, Shana dropped in on me, which is no surprise. Everything's connected. And there we have this triangle of connection right there, the web between me, Shana's mom, and Shana. And I texted back and I said, hey, Shana just dropped in on me and she's showing me a headband that was special to her, a hairband. And she says that either you or her sister still wears that hairband. And Ty texted back and she said, yes, her sister wears it. And I 
I texted back and I said, oh, Ty, I'm sorry. I don't have time to get more information from her right now because I have a reading in 10 minutes. And uh, she understood. So I start to get ready for my reading, which I usually quiet my mind for a few minutes, get centered before a reading. But Shana wouldn't leave me alone. She said to me, my mom has a question for me. And I said, oh, my gosh. Okay. So I pick up my phone and I called Ty. And she said, she answered, she said, I thought you had a reading to do. And I said, I do. Now it's in about eight minutes. But Shana won't leave me alone. She says, you have a question for her. And Ty's reaction cracked me up. She said, I do. (laughs) And I checked with Shana. She nodded her head from the spirit world. I said, absolutely. Shana says, you have a question for her. And Ty said, well, actually, I do. I want to know if if I really am sensing her with me when I meditate. So I said to Shana, quietly, do you sense your mom when she meditates? And I love this. Because not only did she say yes, but she gave me evidence. See, a skeptic might say, well, sure, you're going to say yes. But Shana showed me her mom meditating with mala beads in her hands. Some of you may not be familiar with mala beads, but they're like a rosary, only they have 108 beads on them. And you you silently finger each of the, or you could chant as you finger each of the beads to to practice focus and presence. And it was very clear to me that Shana was showing me her mom fingering, not a rosary, but mala beads. And her mother was stunned because two days earlier, she had gotten her mala beads out of the closet, hadn't used them in ages. And she sent me a text with a photo of the book that she also got down at the same time that she pulled those mala beads out of the closet. And the name of the book was Beads of Faith. And it was very clear to me, what I want to stress to you now, that Shana wanted her mom to have the faith that she truly was there with her when she meditates. That's the whole point of this show, Messages of Hope, that our loved ones want us to have faith, to go beyond hope and belief to the true knowing that they are still with us. So... Now let me introduce to you my dear friend who I met through doing a reading for her. We become friends since we did the reading. My friend Irene Vuvalides. Irene, are you there? I'm here, Suzanne. It's so wonderful to hear your voice. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and yours. Oh, I can feel Carly already. She's clapping. She's like putting her hands on the hips right now, like took you long enough. <laughs> uh, Carly is Irene's beautiful daughter. Her personality is, is as beautiful as she is. And uh, Irene, I barely know where to start with you. We didn't plan this. We didn't talk about it. We're just going to no. just, just have a little chat. But why don't you tell everybody who's listening a little bit about your beautiful Carly. Oh, my amazing daughter, Carly Elizabeth Hughes, uh, left this earth five years ago this past Saturday. Um, Carly was one of the youngest people to ever be diagnosed with esophageal gastric cancer and passed just four months after her diagnosis. Um, I did not want to stay on this earth when Carly passed and Many of you listening know a little bit about me, um, know that my wonderful husband, Tony, uh, was widowed, and my mantra literally became, Tony can't be twice widowed, and that's about the only thing that got me through each day. And it wasn't until I started researching myself about mediumship, and I think, Suzanne, the book, um, is it The Afterlife Experiment? By Dr. That's Jerry? it. Thank you. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the first books I found and found um, Dr. Schwartz did a documentary that was on HBO, and I think it was called The Afterlife Experiments. And right. after that, once I was able to connect with Carly, um, there was just, it just changed everything. It just changed my life, changed my perception of death. It changed my relationship with my daughter, who I didn't sense, and now I see her all the time. And thanks to you, um, she drops in frequently, (laughs) so I get to connect with her. 
Well, we're going to be sharing your story, but I really want to relate this to the listeners so that they can relate as well. Uh, many of them who have who are dealing with grief right now. Why is it you think that you couldn't sense Carly at first? I was just deep in my grief. I could not imagine living on this earth without her. We were as close as I know so many parents are. We spoke every single day, morning and evening, and many times in between. Um, we just had this incredible bond together, and I was in such a state of shock. Um, I like so many parents suffering from post-traumatic stress after a child's passing, and just the before and after of what's, even though I, would wonder, I have a wonderful husband and a happy life, I just couldn't imagine living. It just, there was no purpose. I felt it had just been taken out from under me, and I just lived in a constant state of what I called reliving those off moments over and over again, and you were a big part of that Groundhog's Day moment that I call it of just reliving her last day on Earth. Her oh, yeah. In fact, I want to encourage people to go on my site again to the videos page and scroll down in the videos. It's SuzanneGeesman.com. Click on resources and down to videos because there is a, a video on there called Irene's Healing. And it talks about the incredible experience that we had when um, that helped Irene get over what she calls her Groundhog's Day moment. She kept reliving this, this most painful moment of her life. That's correct. Yeah, Irene, I wanted to read a paragraph from my book still right here. You, you you, and Tony, your husband, so beautifully allowed me to share your story in that book along with the story of um, several other dear friends who I'm sure I'll get on the show. I had Lynn on at one point. But in the book, in the very beginning, I quote you, and it says from you, To have come from such a place of darkness to where I am now is miraculous, Irene told me shortly after our sailing adventure. For many, many months, I thought of nothing but leaving and being with my daughter, just like you just told us. I just wanted to die, and look at me now. My heart is so open today, I'm not quite sure what I'm supposed to do with all this love. I feel as if I've been blown open. That is a an incredible transformation. Oh, it, it is an amazing transformation. And I try every day now when I wake up to say, what can I do to make a difference in someone's life? And ha- what can I do to honor Carly? And a lot of what I'm doing through helping parents heal is, I think, fulfilling just those words. Helping other parents, knowing that you're not alone on this journey has been the biggest aha moment for me to know that other people are experiencing it and to reach out to other people and let them know that their death is only the death of the physical body. I mean, when we talked about what what happens from here and using the word everlife instead of afterlife, life is <laughs> continuous. You know, this is this is earth school and I'm going to do it right so when I get home, um, hopefully I can have continue to have a a lot of fun with Carly in the episode. Uh, uh, she, she's showing me a thumbs up right now. Like you're getting it right, Mom. You can relax a little. Yeah, you. She's showing me you wrapping something around your head like a scarf or putting a funny hat on something. I know you're out with your your grandsons right now, I believe. But there's something funny on that, or a scarf around your head, or something that she wore that was funny on her head. Is that making any sense to you? Um, not a scarf, but this morning, as you know, I'm out here, um, Tony's son and daughter-in-law, our daughter-in-law's grandchildren just moved. And in fact, I almost was not going to be on the show because the moving company was scheduled today to be the actual move. And, um, you had said to me, well, I don't know, Carly popped in and said she was the queen of drop-ins and you're the queen of moms and you can make it happen. So I called Danielle and actually... The move was yesterday instead of today. But this morning, I was with the twins, who will be two years old, and we were unpacking boxes and taking all the paper 
and we were making little paper hats with them. And hats, around. that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, because she's just something funny on your head. She's wrapping around her head and it was something teasing the boys. Yay, Carly. Yes. It was this wrapping yes. motion. That's why I'm thinking scarf, but the hat, the hat. Woo-hoo. And anyone who knows uh, two-year-olds love repetitive motion, so we just kept taking a piece of paper, throwing it on our heads. They would laugh silly oh. and then. We do it all again. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this is what I mean by a drop-in. Um, not an actual reading, but I said, Carly, you got to give us some evidence. We're coming up to the bottom of the hour, and, and we take a little two-minute break here. But uh, when we come back, I want to share with them with our listeners, Irene, uh, some of the wonderful drop-ins that Carly gave us in the past. We'll talk a little bit more to Carly real-time here, and then I will take a couple callers before the end of the hour. So I hope everybody comes back to join us because there's a lot more messages of hope to follow. Oh, yes, there is. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. Be sure to grab the latest issue of Unity Magazine and read the interview with Ram Das, the iconic spiritual leader of the 60s. He's now focused on how to age consciously. Spiritual author Thomas Moore reflects on grumpy old men and women. And Barbara Bowen writes a touching story about her experience as a caregiver to her mother with dementia. To subscribe to Unity Magazine, go to unity.org and click on Publications. truly understand the laws of the universe and live a life based on these profound and unwavering truths, then your dream life starts today. No more waiting, no more wandering. If you're ready to let go of the striving and move into the allowing, you're ready for everyday attraction on Unity Online Radio. We study the teaching of Abraham given to us by beautiful Esther Hicks so we can release confusion for clarity, exchange struggle for serenity, and have the time of our lives today. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Did you know you can reach Unity's 24-7 prayer ministry online? You don't even have to give your name to know the prayers have begun for you or those you love. Someone has been praying around the clock at Silent Unity since 1890, and every request is taken into prayer for 30 days. Why not let us pray with you, too? To submit your prayer request to Silent Unity online, go to unity.org and click on prayer, or call 1-800-NOW-PRAY. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Welcome back indeed. And we're here with my guest today, Irene Vuvalides, my dear friend who I met when I did a reading for her daughter, bringing through her daughter, Carly. How long ago was that reading, Irene? A couple years? Oh, my gosh. I think it's two and a, two and a half years ago. Two and a half years ago. And... um. It was so beautiful because it was a phone reading. I couldn't see anything. I knew nothing about you, but I remember she clearly described her symptoms to me. But then I remember saying she worked in education and there was something about working with little black children because she was showing me holding these little black children in her arms only to find out that indeed she supported a school. Why don't you tell us about that school and your foundation? Yes. Um, when Carly was at Boston College in the education department, she um, attended and then led service trips to the oldest African-American Catholic 
school in the Mississippi Valley, and it might be in the country, which is in Natchez, Mississippi. And she came home and told me that it had changed her life, and she knew she wanted to teach at that school one day, which um, unfortunately couldn't happen. And we knew that when she passed and we started the foundation, that along with supporting um, cancer research, we wanted to support the school. And that's what we do. We uh, provide tuition assistance. We've put computers in the kindergarten. We've um, done maintenance for the school. I visited the school myself, and it's, uh, it's just a wonderful thing to do. I'm, I'm laughing because Carly's almost kicking me right now because she, I had completely forgotten about the foundation. I wasn't even going to bring it up, and she wants to take credit for saying, of course you're going to mention the foundation, so you'd better give us the the uh, ad web address, Irene. Yes, it's carlyskidsfoundation.com, all one word. Very good, carlyskidsfoundation.com. And is that where the picture is that she actually showed me during that reading of her holding those little beautiful children? Is yes, it on the foundation that taken, website? That was, yes, it's on the foundation website. Yes. Yeah. I remember after the reading, it was sometime later, I went online and, and saw that picture and it was stunning to me because it's exactly what she showed me. She's, she's goofing around right now saying, well, of course it is. She's, she prides herself on being a good communicator. But, um, and, and just as evidence of that, as you mentioned, last Saturday was the fifth anniversary of her passing. We call it an angelversary. Angelversary. And you texted me a picture of the food you were preparing for a party to honor her. And it was this big yes. tray of, what was it, baked ziti? Baked ziti, yes. Baked ziti. And the second I looked at that text, Carly dropped in and she said, watch the onions. And a, a message that simple can be evidential because I texted it to you and I says, Carly says, watch the onions. And then I put a couple question marks like, what does that mean? And, and, what did that mean, Irene? Um, yeah, it was incredible. Like a good Italian girl, I made my sauce for the baked ziti from scratch, and Tony was helping me um, do some of the prep. I asked him to chop and saute, chop and saute onions <laughs> and garlic, and then I was going to take care of the tomatoes and the rest. And when I went into the kitchen, he had made slices of onions, so it was too late to chop them. And I thought, all right, I'll just I'll make the sauce. And when I was putting the baked ziti together, I had a thought that, oh, my gosh, I hope nobody chokes on these big pieces of onions. And, well, in one sense, I'm glad Carly's not here to have this because she wouldn't, she wouldn't have it. She could not have baked ziti if it had these onions in them. And then I covered Jeez. it up with cheese so there was no way you could have seen the onions. They were not visible. And there it was. What about the onions? Watch the onions. <laughs> She's right now. She's showing me that she would have, when you were cooking, she would have come up behind you and stuck her finger and stuff, and then she's smacking her finger. You know, she's looking into sauce, and then she oh, shows me some she's... red sauce getting on a shirt. It feels kind of real time, like somebody got the spaghetti sauce on a on a white shirt while you were cooking, either you or Tony. But um, yes, I did. I was wearing ah! a curly fit white t shirt, and I flattered ah! myself. But I wore my tie dye later in the day. I do have more than one. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware, but my assistant Bev, Bev Garlip, who I couldn't work without, couldn't do this work without, she randomly, or so she thought, decided to wear a t shirt and shorts on Saturday, Carly's Angel Anniversary. Angelversary, and she put on her Carly's Kids t shirt, not even knowing it. Did she tell you that? Um, she did, I saw it on Facebook, but yeah, she, it, multiple people got drop-ins from Carly on her angel date. Very cool. I'm going to get to our caller, Rosemary, in just a minute, but before we do, I wanted to share one other story that's just so cool. Because Carly drops in so easily whenever I'm with Irene, um, I was, um, Ty and I went to visit Irene and Tony for the boys' mutual birthday in December. And I said, hey, Irene, let's let's go talk to Carly. It, and I want you listeners to understand it's that easy, that our loved ones in spirit are just so actively part of our life. When you establish a good connection, there's just no doubt in, in my mind that Carly was going to show up. So we went up in your bonus room and sat in, and chatted with her for about 45 minutes. It was magical. And do you, you remember the dog treat thing, Irene? Oh my gosh! It was it was 
just absolutely amazing. Um, a lot of listeners, a lot of my friends are listening, and if you've read Still Right Here, you know I have a little bit of an obsession about clean floors. I do vacuum no. every single day <laughs> and also wash the floors. And Suzanne mentioned that um, we were talking and she said, oh, Carly said there's a dog treat under the couch. And my first thought was, there's no way. Linus is no way. 85 pounds. It's not like he could squirrel something under the couch. And, and my dachshunds were running around your house. And if there had been a dog treat under your couch, they Rudy especially would have been scratching at the couch. And you wash, like you say, you wash the floors every day. Right. Every day. And you said as soon as that message came through, you said, as soon as we're done, let's go downstairs and move the couch. I said, okay. Yeah. It was so clear. Charlie is just showing me there is a dog treat under your couch. And we went downstairs, and I immediately lifted up the love seat, and you said, she said the couch, not the love seat. Yeah, the, there was this, this moment of disappointment when you moved the love seat and there was nothing there. And I had a very human doubt, like, could I have been wrong? But the, the knowing was so clear. Carly said it, and I know she's right. So it's like this drum roll, drum roll moment. You got down on your hands and knees and looked under and the Tony, couch. Yeah, uh, Tony tilted the couch backwards, and there it was, right underneath center of underneath the couch was a dog treat. <gasps> it, it, it was the most magical moment. My husband, Ty, is sitting at your kitchen counter and he shook his head and he He's went... shaking his head. That, he said, that is over the top. <laughs> this is from a man who's was. married to a medium. You know, we get these you know wonderful drop-ins and surprises all the time, but but... I, you know, I, I hope everybody that's listening can celebrate these magical moments because that's what our loved ones want for us to do. Don't you agree, Irene? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. It's so incredible. It just changes your life. And it, like I said, it changes grief. Grief does not have to be a lifetime journey. And, um, like you have come up with for those of us that have children in spirit to become a shining light parent, to not have to be known as bereaved, to be a messenger of hope for, for others that are in the same situation. But I am fortunate that she does drop in and that, you know, we've had so many great stories about the drop-ins. For me, the song that played on the first night uh, when we went out to dinner in the British Virgin Islands that, to me, I, I think about that over and over again. That was just incredible. Yeah, I hope that those of you who are listening will read still right here because what, she, what Irene is talking about is this moment when two songs in a row played that were impossible to be a mere coincidence. And um, I don't want to give it away here, but it's, it's truly magical. In fact, it's so magical, I had to put an asterisk in the book there. And the asterisk at the bottom of the page says, I guarantee you this actually happened. I'm not just making this up. Irene, there's a caller who's been on the line the whole time, Rose Marie. And I'd oh. like to just take a break. Bring her in. We may go off topic a minute here. I'm not sure. But don't go away, Irene, because I want to bring you back and just talk a little bit more before... Uh, before uh, we finish. This may not work, so sure. we'll, we'll give it a try because the, the technology okay. is still catching up with us here. But, Rosemarie, are you on the line? I am. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, I can. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm really glad we connected. I did call back because I could hear you speaking before, but um, you couldn't hear me. <laughs> oh, great. Well, I'm glad you were persistent, is there something you wanted to share today? Well, my husband died in July 2016, and I have to tell you that, um, see, I'm still weepy. Oh, <laughs> Your sure. show and uh, Sandra Champlain have really helped me through my grief, and um, I, uh, I um, had to put my dog down three weeks after my husband died. I went to a medium a few months later, and she said my husband was there with my dog that had died, and they were looking after each other, and he thought I should get another dog. I'd been pondering getting another dog, and um, a couple of months later, I happened to go to another medium. Not, it was, it just happened 
this was a person my mother knew, and she said he connected with she connected with him. He said I should get a dog, and he would send me one. And I mm. feel that he did because I was looking for a particular dog and having trouble finding a white mini poodle. And one night I just went to a site and found one. And to make a long story short, I found a beautiful dog, a puppy oh. who helped me through I, my I grief. See a, I see a gift with a big bow on top, a big bow on top. As I'm having a little trouble breathing, a little pressure on my chest, I don't know if those symptoms go with your husband or if it's just the presence of him. But uh, keep talking. He died Sorry of a heart up. attack in my arm. Oh, there we go. There we go. So we've got him, and he, uh, the, uh, the pressure on the chest, the heart attack. Uh, I always, I never mind when they give me the symptoms in my own body because that to me is evidence. But he just shows this gift wrap box, like yes, indeed, and he's so happy you listened to that prompting and got. The dog. He wants me to talk about the fact that they can blend their consciousness with the dog and that when the dog gets really snuggly, he gets to feel you too. You understand that? Yeah, but the reason I'm calling you is because the dog, my beautiful dog, got really sick three weeks ago. Bloody vomit and diarrhea. I spent $6,000 on medical bills. No real answers on diagnoses. I felt totally trapped, didn't know where to turn. Um, I live on Vancouver Island. The vet care here was not great. I took him to Vancouver. Specialist wanted to do all sorts of tests and um, didn't have a really good prognosis. And I've given him back to the breeder. And I'm having more grief now. My goodness. I wondered why I got this beautiful dog, and I've had many dogs in my life, average age, 15 years, and I had this dog that I had to get back. So that that's one of the reasons I called. I wondered oh. if there were any answers. Was he just okay, meant to be in my thing, life for a short okay. time? Rosemary, take a deep breath, and I want everybody who's listening right now to open up your heart and send it directly to Rosemary, knowing that all of us together make a difference and what we feel is felt. And Rosemary, just take a nice deep breath. And I just as and I just have to trust sometimes that the messages may not be what we want to hear, but what we need to hear. That you actually gave the gift of love to the dog. And hmm, I'm seeing a thumbs up that all is okay. I just have to trust that. Now, what else? I'm being shown ups and downs of life that this is, mm, this feeds right into a question that somebody else wanted me to answer on the show. You must be one strong soul to have signed up for this. Your husband is just giving you this encouraging thumbs up. Mm-mm-mm. I love him so much. <laughs> Okay. He's handing a bouquet of flowers. He's definitely romantic, was a romantic type, wants you to know he's still around you and that that love from the dog got you through that. And I'm, the ups and downs simply means life is like that. We don't get neat answers tied up in a bow like a gift that comes to us. These things happen. It's exactly what this one woman wrote me a question about. How can I teach my daughter whose father died and now she doesn't, she, she's afraid to get married. She's afraid to go on with her life because people die and things die. And I think this feeds right into the question that I can't give you a rosy answer for this because this is life, but your husband sent my you this gift. My answer is that he came into my life to help me through a very, very hard period. And now I guess I have to get on with it. And uh, But I wondered if there was any other reason, and that's why I called you, Suzanne. Mm-hmm. But I'm so grateful to you for your shows and everything oh, I've heard. You. Thank you. You know, the, the, I don't have a beautiful answer for you right now. Other than that, he's showing me that our... Our animals are our greatest lessons for unconditional love. You gave your love to that dog. I don't see this as a totally bad ending for that dog. So please, if you would let me know how things turn out with that dog, I will let people know in the future. I'm not. I don't do prophecy like that. I, I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> great, kind of grateful for that. But hopefully, you'll feel the love coming at you from the listeners and and that dog was a gift to you and in some way an ongoing gift because it allowed you to feel its love and and that love is just going to keep coming back to you okay 
Thank you, Suzanne. And keep up the well, great work on your show. I love listening to you. to you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now let's see if we can get Irene back on the line. You still there, Irene? Yes, I'm there. That's tough stuff, isn't it? Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> oh, we love our, our little animals, and they're, they're always, oh, this is the thing about the life and loss. This woman wrote, you know, what kind of lessons do our living kids get from the death of a, of a, of a, oh, this was a sibling, not a father who passed. And she says her daughter who's 16 now doesn't want to have kids of her own, you know. She wants words of wisdom on death and dying. You know, first, one bit of human wisdom is to please go to the site of David Kessler. I know he's helped you a lot, Irene. DavidKessler.org. I am not a, a grief expert. I'll, what I do is simply show you that your loved ones are still with you. But that doesn't always just instantly take away the grief, does it, Irene? It does. It doesn't. Um, grief work is very hard work and very sacred work. And I think if people are willing to do the work, that they can come out on the other side of it. You know, grief is a lifetime journey. It's not something that happens and goes away. Yeah, I think this is what I'm trying to discern as I still go on. You know, that was, that's a bit of a, it's a hard, hard lesson that Rosemarie is dealing with. And, this is the thing. This is the Messages of Hope show. It gives us hope that we're not completely alone, but we still have our life lessons to learn. We still have to go through those ups and downs. That's what I was seeing, that that we get gifts and gifts are taken away. And it's our thoughts about these things that cause us our suffering. Doesn't mean we don't suffer. We We have to go through the grief. That's the challenging part. So those of you who hear these messages of hope and you hear the joy that Irene and I are sharing at communicating with Carly now, know that we're not immune to suffering. Know that we have cried our eyes out and we've been where you are. But uh, because of the law of balance in this life, what goes up does go down, but it also comes back up again. And I and Irene, you're a, you're a shining example of that and I thank you for for being there for for other parents now. Well, thank you. It's your help that helped me to go on and also to tell people to reach out and and find your support group. I know you had Tracy on last week and um you actually introduced me to Tracy and look where Tracy is now and we have a group the Soul Sisters and we constantly have each other's back and encourage each other and um don't do it alone. You know, reach out. Do it with someone else. Yeah, I mean, the support group, I'm so, I'm so glad you mentioned that because... Now, who's that speaking of dogs? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's my dog. <laughs> uh, That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. I'll mute it so um, you won't hear it. No, no, that's fine. Uh, I've truly encouraged those who are hurting, to find others who are in the same boat, no pun intended with my book still right here, because I know that you and your soul sisters, you text each other a lot and share the magical oh. moments, but you also share the sad times, right? Yes, we yes we do. Um, Beth, my dear, dear friend Beth, who's part of the group, uh, yesterday was her son Sean's angel date, so we all rallied around her. Uh, everyone was there for me on Saturday. Uh, Tracy's got Amon's Angel Day coming up next week. And uh, just preach. You all return to some little piece of heels in that connection. That's Okay, you're breaking up a little bit, Irene. I, I need to tell you that Carly just uh, popped in again, and she's showing me somebody ringing a doorbell. I just told everybody I don't do prophecy, but it really feels like somebody's going to be ringing the doorbell in your house by the end of the day. That'll be fun. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's very clear, but if it's not a prophecy, there's something, there's something about ringing the doorbell or the doorbell doesn't work in the new house. Let me know what's going on with the doorbell. Huh. I certainly will. Okay. All right, and 
Message to Tony, who is not with you. He needs to eat better when you're not there. That sounds kind of cheesy, but... Uh, <laughs> it's so true. Our brother-in-law, Michael, drove down from New Jersey with bagels, crumb cake, and apple pie from New Jersey. And Tony told me this morning what they had for breakfast, and I couldn't believe it. Apple oh, funny. pie for breakfast. Oh, perfect! Perfect! <laughs> uh, yeah. she's, she gives him a hard time a lot, doesn't she? Yes, she does. <laughs> lovingly. <laughs> Very lovingly. Well, Irene, thank you so much for, for joining us today to celebrate the fact that our loved ones drop in on us. Carly, uh, I know we'll continue to drop in on you. And uh, thank you for being a shining light for other parents. I, I do want to stress it's not just parents who get drop-ins. It's all of us, our loved ones on the other side. So thank you, Irene. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Suzanne. Thank you for everything you do. And thank you for being there for me in my journey. I love you. It's an honor. I love you, too. I love you. And so, everybody, gosh, this goes quickly. I hope you'll join me next week when the subject is going to be Spirit Guides, all about spirit guides, and I'm going to be joined by my dear friend and colleague, evidential medium, Suzanne Wilson, another Suzanne, but a Suzanne with an S instead of a Z, and she and I chatted today, and we are definitely going to take more callers than normal, and she's going to give messages, and I'm going to join in with her, and we're going to do some really good stuff and talk about spirit guides. Thank you for joining me this week. Let's celebrate that life is eternal and love is all that matters. I love you all. of us have heard someone say, I've learned my lesson. I'll never do that again. All too rarely do we hear, that was a wonderful lesson. I'm glad it happened just the way it did, even though I was uncomfortable going through it. I now understand why I experienced the pain. With this new awareness, I can change my behavior so I won't make the same mistake in the future. We bear a good part of the responsibility for creating both the positive and the negative situations we experience in daily life. Wisdom comes from understanding the result of our choices and realizing that we can always choose differently. By fearlessly confronting the role you play in the experiences you may have judged as mistakes in your life, you can make future experiences fruitful and increase your wisdom. This Law of Life is brought to you by Unity. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Be sure to grab the latest issue of Unity Magazine and read the interview with Ram Das, the iconic spiritual leader of the 60s. He's now focused on how to age consciously. Spiritual author Thomas Moore reflects on grumpy old men and women. And Barbara Bowen writes a touching story about her experience as a caregiver to her mother with dementia. To subscribe to Unity Magazine, go to unity.org and click on Publications. Sometimes you might feel so alone with your problems, you don't know where to turn. We invite you to call Silent Unity, the 24-7 prayer ministry, where someone is waiting to pray with you every day at any hour. 
Listen and relax as you hear the beautiful words affirm the highest and best outcome for you and those you love. No matter what's going on in your life, Silent Unity is always standing by. The toll-free number is 1-800-NOW-PRAY. What got you started on your spiritual path? Minister and radio host Paul John Roach says his path began when he heard George Harrison of the Beatles talking about Hindu philosophy and meditation. Paul John writes about it in the current edition of Unity Magazine. And don't miss the interview with Eben Alexander, the neurologist whose near-death experience led him to write Proof of Heaven. It's all in the September-October edition of Unity Magazine. Go to unity.org and click on Publications. Did you know you can reach Unity's 24-7 prayer ministry online? You don't even have to give your name to know the prayers have begun for you or those you love. Someone has been praying around the clock at Silent Unity since 1890, and every request is taken into prayer for 30 days. Why not let us pray with you, too? To submit your prayer request to Silent Unity online, go to unity.org and click on prayer, or call 1-800-NOW-PRAY. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 